So how many days or weeks do you say this is where how long your camera needs to be out before you're really going to start getting accurate data? I'd say at least two weeks because two weeks gives you enough time to uh, to go through several different weather type changes, wind directions, things like that. So um, you can start probably building pretty good data points after two weeks, especially with the uh, cold fronts moving in. Mm-hmm. You know, every, you know, you have cold fronts and uh, high pressure systems and barometric pressure changes. Uh, you know, pretty pretty regular in a two week time period. So um, obviously, with the full moon, it's going to take what twenty eight days for a full moon cycle. So, Camel boots on my feet, bow in my hand, walking in the early dawn. Wise Eye presents. Welcome to American Roots Outdoors. Alex Rutledge, your host, Wayne Locke, and Mike Crace are in the studio, and I'm calling from the beautiful front porch of my home. And it's drizzling rain right now, guys. Right here. We're getting more rain on these Eagle Seed food plots. Yeah, it should have been a good day for the food plots today here in southern Missouri and northern Arkansas. Because it's been raining pretty much all day. Yes, it is. Uh, I'll tell you what, it sure has helped our food plots, hasn't it, Wayne? Oh, yeah, big time. Yeah, we had uh, the rain the other day, and then, you know, me and you went down and checked uh, my new plot that we put in uh, a week and a half ago. And it's really greening up. And, of course, we put that, you know, the NutriPlot uh, fertilizer on it. And, uh, not only did it make the uh, the eagle seed grow good, but uh, my rocks got bigger. <laughs> <laughs> they did. We've done a, a, a live feed on our page, and Wayne had he's always doing something funny at City Slicker in him. You know, you know how he is, Red Bone. Mm-hmm. But he, I do have him once in a while. He does say road. I know we say that often during the show, but he will say road instead of street sometimes. So I try. But anyway. Go ahead, Wayne. I say I, I I try to get the. I'm learning now. I'm, I'm making sure I say road a lot more often than I do say street now. Can you get you the official Ozarkian <laughs> lingo? But yes, yes, I do have to get a copy of that. We got to get you to slang it just a little bit. You know, draw your words out just a little bit. I looked for an app, but they didn't have one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Here it is, October the sixth. We're, we're we're recording. Uh, the guys in the studio again, I'm calling from the front porch, drizzling rain, and the deer, believe it or not, are checking does already, and it's just a false pre-rut, of course, but we're going into what we call the last part of the prep phase. They've shedded their velvet, they, uh, they're starting to make some uh, scrapes, and we're starting to find some rubs here in the Midwest. I'm looking at a rub as I'm speaking to you right now within 40 yards of my house where the deer come in here and eat the yard, eat my eagle seed clover, and I feed them here. But uh, the deer activity is picking up. We're seeing some big deer that's hitting the dirt, guys. Uh, I've seen some young kids, a little popper boy over in Somersville. He killed a nice 10-point. Then you got Aiden Anderson. He killed a good one from Mountain View, Missouri. So there's mm-hmm. some nice deer that's hitting the ground. And it always tickles me to see young kids harvesting, killing big deer or killing deer. Yeah, just killing deer and just getting out there. Uh, you know, even if, even if they're not, you know, having any success, at least they're getting out there and trying. And, uh, you know, that that's just as good as, as seeing them kill these big deer. But uh, what, what, what do you think the prospects are for a lot of big deer to be, uh, harvested. I'm going to be politically correct there and say harvested this fall, Alex, because you know we had all the rain in the spring. They kept 
everything green and, and lots of stuff for them to eat? Well, I, I think, you know, from, from our wise eye trail cameras, they're telling us that we have a lot of deer on our farm, Wayne and my farm, and we've got another new farm in Birch Tree, and it's, it's got a lot of deer on it. We're running our wise eyes on them, but uh, I think that we're going to have another great year. You know, when when their antler growth is happening during the spring months from February, end of February, somewhere in there, uh, come up into August when they do the velvet shed, uh, I've seen a lot of, uh, of nice bucks. I think every year is just getting better and better here in the Midwest. And I think if we can contribute that to everybody, I say everybody, a majority of the people now here, and I think Wayne would agree, and you would too, Redbone, people's food plot. Yeah, they I, are. I, I've been seeing a lot of people talking about uh, honey holes. Uh, that uh, they're putting mm-hmm. in, and we we talked about that multiple times this year, and every year that we talk about it. That just having the you don't have to have you know five acre food plots or three acre food plots. Yeah, you can have a quarter acre food plot, and if you have a couple of them in, in, in this the smart locations and strategically place them, you know they're they're your kill spots. You're going to get in there, and if you play the wind right and you're you're uh, playing the activity right. That buck's gonna, doe's going to walk in front of you, and you're going to have yourself a nice blood trail to take care of. Yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with uh, I, th- I think with the, with the popularity uh, more so than ever of the uh, all the hunting videos that are now available. You know, used to you had to buy a, D, a, a, a VCR tape and and watch them, but then you know there's multiple TV channels, there's the YouTube channels, there's there's you know podcasts everywhere. I think people are killing fewer and fewer small bucks because more and more people are wanting to kill trophy bucks and mature deer. And I think that's just allowing us to see more of them because there's more of them that are being allowed to get there. I would agree with you, Redbone. I, I think you hit the nail on the head, and that's what we're seeing. I, I, you know, there's nothing wrong with somebody shooting a small buck if that's what they want to do. Well, and, and I always say this, yeah. If you want to shoot a small buck and eat it, that's your business. You know, I'm not going to ridicule you, but I don't want to hear you mouth and say, well, I ain't got any big bucks on my farm. Well, it's because you're shooting the smaller bucks. You know, if you're going to kill a deer to eat, kill a doe to eat. Those are, in my opinion, uh, are way better eating than a buck anyway. Mm-hmm. Now, generally speaking, yes. That would be a whole yeah. lot more tender, a whole lot more tender. Anyway, we've got a great show lined up, Redbone Wayne. We've got uh, Harold and Daryl Monk from Wise Eye, and these guys are going to explain to everybody what hunt control is. We talk about it a lot, but it is a program that was designed by Wise Eye for the federal government in trapping hogs. Then they took it further and put it into hunting. And they're going to tell you how hunt control can help you predict and kill deer and animals within minutes of the data that is collected. That's going to be really good. You know, we've touched on that a, a few times, just touched on it. Uh, but uh, yeah. you know, to get to really spend some time and really kind of get to the nuts and bolts of it, so to speak, uh, I think we're going to, you know, people are going to get educated and really want, really want to start taking part in the hunt control project. Yeah, as I said, during the break here, all of our listeners need to go get their swim trunks on because we're getting ready to dive deep into this. <laughs> Yes, we are. Cause, hey, if you're a serious deer hunter and, and you want to spend less time in the woods and harvest more deer, you need to listen to what's coming up here. Hey, we're going to go to a break, everybody. You're listening to American Roots Outdoors. When we come back, we've got Daryl 
and Harold Monk with Wise Eye talking to us about hunt control. Don't go away. We'll be right back with more right after this. Right here, right now, this is Chancey Walters listening to American Roots Outdoors with Alex Rutledge. He knows our curd bowl. Redbone, what would you say if I could tell you that you could kill a buck on a certain day? I would say you're crazy. There's no way to predict how the bucks are going to move. Well, you're wrong. There's a new camera out called Wise Eye Technologies. These guys can predict the actual deer movement exact time that a deer is going to come through. Really? Wise Eye Technology? This camera has five megapixel pictures, has a GPS system built inside, and it's an experience using this camera. It collects data and tells you the movement, wind direction, everything. On a camera? On a camera. WiseEyeTechnologies.com. And how do I find out more information about these guys? You go to WiseEyeSmartCam.com. I'm using them. You should, too. Make your hunt easier. Use WiseEye. Up a big old hill. Year after year. Got my hunting gear. today presents. Welcome back to American Roots Outdoors, everybody. Uh, again, I'm from my front porch at my house. Wayne and Redbone are in the studio, and as promised, we've got Harold and Daryl Monk, the Monk brothers, the creators of Wise Eye Tech and Hunt Control. On the show today, as promised, these guys are men of faith. These guys are brothers. These guys are family-oriented. These guys are patriots. These guys love the Lord, and they'll tell you that no matter where you're at. And guys, I just want to welcome you back to the show. Thank you, Brother Alex. We are so happy and, and honored to be on your show. Yeah, thank you, Alex. Uh, the first guy that talked was Harold, everybody, so you know his voice, and the second guy was Daryl. These two boys are brothers, as I said. Let's, let's talk just real quick about the monk roots. You guys were born and raised in Louisiana. Let's talk about that. Uh, yes, well, our, our family actually goes back to a little town called Flatwoods, Louisiana. Um, that's where my dad's from, and uh, uh, his dad and his grandfather. Um, and uh, they they were uh, uh, kind of sharecroppers. They lived on the land, and uh, my dad didn't even know what electricity was, so he was around eight or nine years old. So, wow. And we came we came from very humble backgrounds. Um, um, and uh, the, the Lord has blessed us um, through the five generations of months that we know about. We don't, we didn't have a lot, but we had enough. Oh yeah, that's the way God is, isn't He, God? Oh yeah, well, it is. And, and you probably didn't know at the time that you didn't have a lot. You thought you had everything you needed. <laughs> yeah, right. yes, sir. We didn't miss a meal. Well, there you go. <laughs> You know, Alex, I, did, you, did you guys you guys eat a lot of crawfish down there growing up as kids? Well, a lot of crawfish, cornbread, chicken. <laughs> <laughs> right Staple of the South. <laughs> Love it. Go ahead, Redbone. Yeah, I'll just say before we get into the you know to the nuts and bolts of what we want to talk about today, I, I just have one nagging question. Ever since I heard these guys were going to be on, that I have to ask, and that is, are you related to Adrian Monk, the TV detective from the TV show Monk? 
<laughs> no, we're not. But my kids have just seen every episode. Our, our kids love it. But if you would see their bedrooms, you would know we're not kin to them at all. <laughs> That's a good question, Redbone. Always leave it up to you. I'm going to let old Wayne kick it off here. Uh, we're going to talk hunt control. Now we know a little bit more about the Monk family and talk about the creation of, of hunt control and Wise-Eye. Then we're going to get into the nuts and bolts of hunt control throughout the show. Uh, well, yeah, we, we actually started down this road almost 11 years ago with, with an idea. And the idea was, is could you feed an animal uh, or a species of animal um, and target that animal, and it had to do with with researching with some of the, the LSU right here, and some of, of of targeting a feral pig. And could you do that? And eleven years ago, nobody could even come up with the concept of being able to figure out how to um, feed a, a specific species. So uh, Daryl and I decided that um, we would take on the challenge, and. Um, we always ask, why did we do that? And we basically told people, you can't tell two Cajuns you can't do something. <laughs> so we, we decided, Daryl and I, uh, that we were going to try to build some type of machine uh, that would only feed a feral pig. So, you know, um, we spent a lot of nights out in the woods um, fighting mosquitoes, bugs, everything else to find out kind of a, the, the pattern on how they move, what they, what could we grab? And we looked at things like, could they step on a scale? You know, could we measure the footprint, the hoof print? I mean, what could we do to, to know that was a feral pig? But one thing we, we noticed is that they all make a specific sound. And that sound, we could track. Now, the next, next, the next challenge we have is uh, we're not electronic people at all. So we went to Barnes & Noble and bought electronics for dummies. And we started there. We got about to page 10, and when we decided that wasn't the book we needed, we went back and bought the book called Electronics for Cajun. It had <laughs> more pictures in it, so we actually knew what we were looking at. And so we built probably the first sound card that recognizes a sound and uh, it would know that that feral pig made that sound. Uh, the turkeys couldn't set it off. Bears couldn't set it off. Only a hog in the wild, uh, the way they grunt, um, we figured out that we could capture that sound and open a door for them to feed. So that's where it all started. And then just a few years, you know, if you come on through, we, we decided to do it with deer. But we, we actually sat down and built the technology that could target an animal. So fast forward several years, where hunt control comes from is uh, we love to hunt. And um, one of the things is we pulled cards like everybody else was wanting to know, well, how do you track a deer and, and know when he's coming back? Are they that predictable? Which we knew animals were because we had played with them for eight years in the woods with these feeders. We knew they're predictable. We knew we knew we could train them. But with hunt control, could we figure out a pattern? Um, if we took 100 pictures and put them together, could we come up with some type of analytical data behind why they moved? 
Um, when did they move? What weather conditions? Uh, was a cold front involved? Was a warm front involved? Is it the moon phase, the barometer pressure? So we started putting all this analytical data together to try to figure out what made a deer move. And you'd be surprised at what we found is that there's a lot of different scenarios in different parts of the country that are predictable to make deer move. And um, that's where hunt control started. Um, and we were approached, I guess, by several camera companies wanting to know, could we put this in their camera? Um, we talked to, you know, the, the big four, basically. And um, they were not uh, able to produce a picture that's clear enough for us to track a specific animal. For instance, if you got a, a, uh, a buck called uh, you know, um, the elephant, which we've got one guy that does, and the, the pictures have to be able to be clear enough, but no camera on the market was giving us clear enough pictures so where we could track this animal. So we decided, heck, let's go build a camera. And, of course, when you say stuff like that, people look at you like you're, you're nuts because there's so many cameras on the market today. Um, but we prayed about it. We, um, we sought uh, God's guidance, and it was a go. And so we set out without any investment from anybody to go build trail cameras. And uh, the good Lord has blessed our hands and blessed our work, and uh, we built Wise Eye. All right, so Alex, I think that's a really good place because we need to take a break here, guys. And uh, that's a good place to start, and then we'll continue with that story on the other side of the break. You're listening to American Roots Outdoors with Alex Rutledge and his friends. We'll be back right after this. Hi, everybody. This is Jessica White with Wonder Woman, Kansas. You're listening to American Roots Outdoors with Alex Rutledge and friends. Seeds presents. Welcome back to American Roots segment three of the show. Again, as promised, we've got Harold and Daryl Monk, the Monk brothers, the inventors of WiseEyeTech.com and Hunt Control. And as you could, you've heard from the last segment, these guys are down to earth and they're just a, a Cajun Louisiana boys that come up with a crazy idea and they've created the fastest growing trail cameras in the outdoor industry. And, and, and to say that, what, what percentage of growth have you had this year? Tell our listeners. Oh, goodness. Uh, we probably this year, I, I don't, I'd have to get numbers, but we are, we're within um, uh, 20 to 25% growth for this year and probably would be in the 80s to 100 times next year. <laughs> there you go, everybody. Uh, nice. What do you think of that, Wayne Lock? I like it. I like it. You know, one of the things they were talking about is they kept saying that this uh, hunt control will allow you to predict when the deer's going to move, when the deer's going to move. But I look at it a different way. It tells you when the deer's not going to move. And that can play a big role when you're planning your weekends, planning, you know, you know, you got these blue collar hunters that they only got so many vacation days that they can turn around and, uh, you know, use some of them. You know, if you don't have to put it in a year in advance, you, you know, and you have the luxury of saying, hey, I'm going to give a two week notice of when I need a couple days off. They can look at the weather and know, well, I'm not going to go this on the weekend because the weather says it's going to be this. And my camera says when the weather's like that, these deer aren't moving, so why bother taking a vacation day that day? So I kind of look at it the flip way, that it's telling you when not to be out in the woods. Yeah, and that's the idea behind it, because there's a lot of weekend warriors out there that, that 
they can only hunt on weekends, and, and it gets frustrating when they go out there every Saturday and Sunday. If they hunt on Sunday, we don't, but there's some that do, and, and that's the only time they have off, and the deer's not moving. But with this, they make to take vacation days during the week um, based <laughs> off of those predictions. Right. You know, some people can only hunt on a weekend, and, and if the deer aren't moving, it's kind of kind of a mute point. You can't you know, ain't going to kill nothing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Well, this is one another reason that your company is one of the fastest growing trail camera companies in the industry is because of your technology, and, and you guys have went to uh, extreme lengths uh, of research to create this camera and the hunt control program. So you, you create success. I know one thing; it helped me kill a gobbler this spring, and I've shared it many times. I'm going to share it again. I was on my way back from Kentucky filming someone and guiding, and all of a sudden my wise eye pops up, and there's three gobblers in a food plot, and I hadn't heard a turkey gobble on me all spring. I get home at dark, and I go try to roost them, and I don't hear them gobble. I get up the next morning, it's raining, and I thought, well, I'm going to go back around 8 o'clock. It's drizzling, and I drove my golf cart over there to where I thought they was at, and I could hear them gobbling off the golf cart. It told me that those gobblers were going to be roosted there because the pictures I got was close to dark. So these right. trail cameras, yeah, these trail cameras will help you predict, not predict, but it will tell you that the animals are there. That's what I love about Wildlife. You guys have took it to a different level than all these other trail cameras. Uh, we, we appreciate the kind words. I said it was. Uh... Uh, it was. It's one of these things that we take and say, um, "Can it be done?" And then we go on. Well, sure, it can. We just got to go figure out how to make it work. You know. So um, we would we would just write on a chalkboard a goal and just go get it and just go figure out how to make it. All right, so guys, my question here is, uh, and back to the uh, the the hunt control. Uh, you, know, you 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 had data that allowed you to create the product that does what it does. Are you continuing to collect data to even improve that and make it do even more or do what it does even better? Yes, the, the you know like you know computers aren't a hundred percent right. I mean it, mm-hmm. it it depends on the way the animals face and look and this type of stuff. So it's it's continuous improvement. So every time somebody we miss one and, and a customer uh, moves a picture to the correct folder, we get that picture, um, and it goes into a, a, a folder for us that we retrain our system. So it's constantly retraining itself, making itself better. And then the more things we put on there, the better it gets. Like right now, you know, we're going to add uh, pretty soon. We're going to be adding people, um, automobiles, and predators. And as we add those to it, it'll get more accurate because, you know, sometimes with tur- it, it'll call a person a turkey because it, it doesn't have a per- yeah. people in there. Yeah. But when you put people in there, it knows where to put it. The turkeys will get better and the people will get better. So it's constantly going to get better um, through time because the more pictures you put in the system and train it, the better it gets. Wow. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, and I got, I'm going to back a question up off of what Mike just asked. And that, how much, 
or how many days or weeks of information do you need to collect to start getting accurate forecast on your deer movement? And here's why I'm asking, like uh, Alex and I just set up a couple cameras uh, two days ago. Yesterday, getting tons of pictures of, of deer. Today, none. Now, obviously, the weather's changed because today we had storms. Yesterday, it was nice and sunny. So how many days or weeks do you say this is where how long your camera needs to be out before you're really going to start getting accurate data? I'd say at least two weeks because two weeks gives you enough time to, uh, to go through several different weather-type changes, wind directions, things like that. So um, you can start probably building pretty good data points after two weeks, especially with the uh, cold fronts moving in. Mm-hmm. You, know, every, you know, you have cold fronts and uh, high-pressure systems and barometric pressure changes, uh, you know, pretty, pretty regular in a two-week time period. So um, obviously with the full moon, it's going to take, what, 28 days for a full moon cycle. Mm-hmm. So... You know, for, to be accurate with the moon, the moon phases, you probably need at least 28, well, what, a month to okay. go through all the moon phase. But as far as weather, two weeks is probably long enough to start building some data points. Nice. To do the predictions and how they move. That's beautiful. Beautiful. Let's talk about recognition with hunt control. Do you have uh, that system within hunt control? Can you take a certain deer picture of a 10-point buck and program it to the system to identify that deer, recognize that deer, and collect the data on that deer? We we have, uh, to a certain point, tried to do that, Alex. But the challenge we have run into is that the deer changes so much. The, 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 you know, God built a white tail deer to where his horns never, never hardened but about four or six weeks. Um, they're constantly changing. Um, we will tell you, hey, this is a nice big buck here, and we think it may be elephant. You, mm-hmm. you may have to help me here. You know? mm-hmm. um, but I will tell you, here's, here's, the, here's the big horn guy. Um, you know, uh, it may be it may be the one you're looking for. It may not be the one you're looking for because his horns change. Right now, uh, we've got several ranches that are we're, we're working with in Texas. I mean, uh, these these deer are scary. I mean, these deer are anywhere oh, from yeah. 6, 20 to thirty points, and they're yeah. constantly developing. As we're as we're training the system to find that deer, after about two weeks, it says I don't I don't see him no more, and it's because it's, his horns have gotten an inch taller, or it's gotten mm-hmm. a half inch wider. It's, it's that accurate, but the problem is is that we're having problems. <laughs> Chasing and predicting what his horns are going to look like. Hmm. Um, so, so what happens is if you help them program along, um, uh, it will identify as much as it can. And then once you say, "Hey, I want to see how elephant is moving," if you've helped it along a little bit, it will then start pulling the predictions of how elephant moves and when does he move and why does he move. What what wind direction does he like? And this, uh, but it will do some work for you, but you're going to have to help it a little bit just because the whitetail horns are pretty much, they're never static. If they were static for, you know, six months at a time, yeah, I could track him. Uh, yeah. But that's, uh, that's a little tough because he may disappear off of the camera and not come back for three or four days. And, and with the analytical calculation that we have, he's not the same deer to a certain point. Um, 
because his horns may be, he may have lost some velvet. Now they're thinner than they were two weeks ago. So uh, we have done a lot of work on that. We're still trying to figure out the algorithm of how to predict how he's going to look. If we know a picture of what he looked like last year, uh, it, you know, could we could we possibly calculate that this may be the same year from last year? So there's a lot of things that we're doing in the background here, uh, but but the way the way white-tailed horns grow, it's very difficult on our side to say that's a specific animal. Now we're working on family groups. Now this is a family group. Here's a here's a doe. Here's two yearlings and a spotted fawn. We can track that group between cameras. He moved. They move this direction uh, in the morning, and they move this direction at night um, because we know which way they're headed. If you got two cameras, we see that family group somewhere else. So we're doing that also. Trying, we're trying to get that lined out for next year. But uh, the, the ch- main challenge we have with whitetail is just the horn growth is so fast and so rapid, um, and we may not see him again for four or five days. Which now he's a different animal. As far as the computer's concerned, yeah. Well, I guess uh, to, to answer, I guess get deeper into this. We'll go to the break in a second, but yeah. uh, you could do recognition with it for a period of time for about three months when they carry the antlers. That's the most crucial time. That would be as soon as the horn up to when they drop yeah, the antlers. Is. Yeah. So right. Yeah, that's what that, that yeah. would be your go for the ultimate whitetail hunter or elk hunter or whatever. Hey, we're going to go to a break, everybody. You're listening to American Reach Outdoors with Harold and Daryl Monk and the ARO staff. We'll be right back with more right after this. Hi, everybody. This is Aaron Tippin, and you're listening to my old buddy Alex Rutledge with American Roots Outdoors. And good break. Around your heart, so you never got to worry. For whatever kind of fishing you want to do, Denali Rods has got the rod for you. Based in Mountain Home, Arkansas, Denali Rods has got rods for all types of fishermen, from the Covert Series to the Attack Series. They are the rod preferred by Alex Rutledge and American Roots Outdoors. Find a dealer near you by logging on to their website, DenaliRods.com. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram. I'm Alex Rutledge, and I love my Denali Rods. Tree Stands presents Welcome Back to America Reach Outdoors, the final segment for the radio show, but we do have a bonus segment. If you're a podcast listener, we encourage you to go sign up and help us into our podcast. I mean, like at the end of the show, who's going to talk about that? We give away a prize to every week to a listener that uh, sends in comments and gives us ratings, hopefully good ratings for our podcast, and we ask that you share this with all your friends and family, even your enemies. We want them listening to us. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> we have had a great conversation, and I, I'm going to say something. I can't wait to see when you do get this recognition, facial recognition, body recognition, antler recognition dialed in. There's you another idea. There's a way that you could transmit some kind of device from your camera to the deer Oh, that would be chipping. We don't want to do that. <laughs> I said that to be funny. Go back to but camp. anyway, we, we are camp? sharing things uh, to different yeah, different heights, and you guys are true innovators to trail cameras. And uh, and you have a lot of these other uh, – com- your competitors are actually – I don't know if I can say this, but 
they're using pretty much the same program that you have, and I believe uh, you're the creators of that, right? Yeah, we've actually, we've actually shared with some of the other companies out there uh, exactly what we were doing and um, and and showed them. Uh, we won't go into the name, but we have to show yeah. them how to do it. Because some of the stuff that we're doing is not um, protected under the U.S. patent. So, yeah. you know, we don't. We're, we're not. We're not that hard nosed guys. Every, you know, everybody. It's enough room for all of us to have fun. It well, sounds that like, just shows what kind of people you, the Monk brothers are. So it sounds like you're, Southern you're upbringing right people. there. Yeah. Alec, I think you hit on something. I think they, they ought to make these cameras emit a smell that smells like corn or apples or, or acorns, whatever. That's already been in discussion. <laughs> Let's go talk about that. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, no, these guys are taking cameras to a different height, and uh, you can see why that uh, these guys are, are – just blowing people's minds in the outdoor industry. And uh, if you don't mind, your orders have been crazy this year, right? Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> I take them every day. I know they're crazy. Yeah. So if somebody wants to become a dealer or they want to order cameras, you sell to individuals, but also you'll set up a dealer. And how can they do that? Well, there, there's a couple of ways. They can call us direct or um, they can call um on our website, we have um, it's a become a dealer section, and there's bear reps that cover uh, certain areas. They can contact them, or they can contact uh, they can contact us direct, or they can just contact you. Uh, oh yeah, I'm the representative in the Midwest, and I tell you what, buddy, we're growing extremely here in the Ozarks in the Midwest and Northern Arkansas and and Western Missouri, Southern Illinois, Western Kentucky. These guys are really uh, purchasing wise eye. Uh, another question here for you: Your return rate on your cameras, because that seems to be an issue. When somebody buys a trail camera, they'll say they're going to ask, and they do the research online, and they look at these return rates. Your return rate is very, very minimum. It is. Uh, um, I've got a spreadsheet on my returns, and since we've been in business, I hadn't even filled up a half a page. And, and most of it is just, uh, you know, a manufacturer defect because they're mass-produced. Things like that happen. But return rate is very, very small. I would say probably less than a percent. There you go, everybody. That's another reason to buy wise eye. And I just felt that I need to share that because you got a lot of come. I've been with other camera companies in the past, and they're good cameras. But, man, there's one company I was with. I had to send 11 cameras back. And I don't like to. I'm not trying to badmouth, but what happens when they get into mass producing and they lose focus on the quality of the product? That be the issue, and that's what I love about the Monk Brothers. Man, it, you stay on top of this. You sleep, eat, and breathe wise eye and hunt control. And you guys, if somebody has trouble with the camera, you're on the phone with them personally, and you're taking care of that person within 24 hours. That just blows my mind, and that's why you're a leader. I, I just want to say that. Yeah. Well, we appreciate that. Appreciate the and our customers are number one. And now I, have, I, I do have a question for you guys because this gets asked a lot on social media to me when I post any of the pictures and I talk about the wise eye and the solar panels and that. But do you is there a map people are able to go to like on your website and say, okay, here's where I live. How's my cell coverage? Am I going to be able to put yeah. a camera out there and have reception? Because uh, I hear 
you know, stories will be like, well, I had this camera and I never had cell reception. So it was a waste of my money. I ended up sending the camera back. Is there, are they able to call you or is there a map on your website that they can look at? Or you can, if they call you, you can say, Hey, we, we you know, we know you have good cell reception out there. So this should not be an issue. Sure. There's, there's a, there's a you can go to the AT&T website and see the coverage, or you can go to the Verizon website and see the coverage. I recommend there's a free app that you can get for your phone. Mm-hmm. It's called Open Signal. It's created by Verizon and AT&T and T-Mobile. This is the three big ones. Built an app that allows you to determine what camera's the best at whatever location you're standing in. So you can stand there, open the app, and it tells you, here's the signal strength of AT&T, Verizon, and Wow. Right where you're standing. Um, that is the best app. It's free. I, I suggest anybody going to the deer camp uh, concerned. It's called Open Signal, and uh, it's a great app. Sure. Okay, we've got one minute left yep. here, guys. Again, we want to tell everybody how they can contact you and how they can follow you. And if you become a WiseEye purchaser, they have a group page called WiseEye Group. You can go in there and ask questions and work with other people who have the WiseEye cameras. Again, how can they uh, follow you and tell them about your website real quick? Yeah, our website is wiseeyetech.com. Uh, you can go on there and uh, all our information is on there. We have videos. We have uh, All our products are there. You can see them. Um, we our phone numbers there. You can uh, reach us uh, uh, Monday through Friday. We have live chat that we monitor from uh, from seven thirty a.m. to ten p.m. at night. Um, so you can pretty much contact us. We have uh, we're on Facebook Wise I Tech. We're on Instagram Wise I Tech, and like you said, we have a group a Wise I Tech group, and you can join the group and not even have a camera. Just get on mm-hmm. there and follow what people are saying and posting pictures and stuff. So. Okay, Wayne, tell them about the bonus segment. Thank you so much for that information. Wayne, tell them about the bonus segment real quick. Yeah, just because the radio show's ending doesn't mean that this story is ending. So go to our, your favorite podcast carrier, type in American Roots Outdoors, and uh, follow further the uh, the bonus segment here. And we're going to be, uh, again, if you're on our podcast, just leave a five-star review and uh, some comments. Make sure you leave your name in the comments. Tommy Dalton actually is our winner of our giveaway this week. Uh, Tommy's going to be getting a uh, thermos, a shirt, and some fishing lures. There you have it, folks. Again, what a wonderful show. Listen to us on the podcast, the bonus segment. There's more great information that we're going to share with you. And remember, take a kid hunting, share the outdoors with somebody you love. It's in our roots, man, to follow God's creation. Wayne, what's your saying? When your roots run deep and strong, there's no reason to fear the wind. So you never got to worry what the wind might do. American Roots. Thank you for joining us for today's American Roots Outdoors Radio with Alex Rutledge. You can find us on Facebook. Look us up on the World Wide Web at AmericanRootsOutdoors.com. We'll be back again next week on this great radio station. Denali Fishing Rods presents American Roots Outdoors with Alex Rutledge and Friends. This is Wayne Locke. Got Mike Crace in the studio. We have Daryl and Harold Monk on the line along with Alex. We're continuing our segment from the radio. If you're listening to this, that means you're on our podcast. Make sure you leave us a review and leave your name in the review. Uh, we're going to be drawing a winner again here in a couple weeks. And we just got informed that the winner of our next drawing is actually going to win a camera from WiseEye. 
Guys, you ain't going to get much better than that, let me tell you. So make sure you leave that review, and we're going to leave you details uh, during the show here on how they can you can qualify to win, and also on our Facebook page, it'll be posted up tonight on how you can win. Guys, welcome back. Yeah, thank you, sir. You know, we were talking off break here, and one of the things you had mentioned is you have something new and exciting to announce, and hey, let's let all our podcast listeners hear, hear what's going on. Yeah, we, uh, we're introducing a new camera line that, that our retailers actually uh, ask us for um, to compete with uh, the, uh, the smaller type, uh, less expensive, I guess, cameras. So we've coming up with, uh, it's called the Wise Eye Mini. Um, we, they're starting to hit retail stores now, and we're going to introduce them to the public uh, next month. So um, they'll be available on our website. They're retailing for $199. They're an awesome little camera. Makes phenomenal photos. Um, it doesn't have a built-in GPS. It doesn't have video on it, and it's, uh, it has uh, only one antenna, so it's not quite as strong, and it is a long-range antenna. Now, they do pick up very, very well, but they does, they're not for the deep, deep woods people uh, way out. They're, they're for, you know, closer to where you have good, good signal. And uh, it's a great little camera. Uh, they're selling fast, and uh, we'll give one away. So you've already done a test run with some dealers on your mini cameras. Can you talk about that? Oh, yeah, we, we did a test run with uh, a, a retailer. Um, he sold out uh, the first week. He ordered uh, many more and sold them out and ordered 100 more. So they, they're going extremely fast. And uh, once people get their hands on them, they just can't get enough. And they're buying more than one. Um, guys, what do you great think? little cameras. They're affordable. And they all link to the hunt control system. What do you think the reason is why they're why they're selling so well? I mean, what what is the reasoning behind that? Price point. Uh, they're more affordable to everybody. I mean, you know, you walk into a store and you see a camera that's two hundred ninety nine dollars, which is an awesome camera. Our cameras are great cameras, mm-hmm. and you know, and just not everybody can afford a three hundred dollar camera. Mm-hmm. And you know, and so if they see uh, another camera sitting there, wise eye camera, that's uh, it got the same hunt control, the same great quality photos. It's just not quite as strong. It's just don't have, and people don't care about if it videos or not, and they don't really care if it's, uh, um, you know, the signal's not as strong because they hunt in a good good area. And this is a camera for I mean, and they'll just snatch them up because you know a lot of people hunt near cities and towns to where the signal strength is good, and they don't care about videos. Um, I, I particularly don't care about a video. It chews up too much data. So this is the camera for you. I, mean, I got a name. Awesome I got a, I got a name for that camera for you. Oh yeah. Oh Suburban yeah. Mini. Uh, yeah, Suburban Mini. <laughs> Suburban <laughs> Mini. There you go. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Suburban that, Mini. I, I can't wait to get some of them. Yeah, we had someone. Else, he called it a tree computer. <laughs> you know that old boy's country. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, you know uh, I listened to a podcast the other day, and, and uh, very good podcast. And Wayne and I was listening to. We listened to a lot of them, and uh, they was talking about, "Hey man, we love the way the show flows. We're not a 
hard sell this and that. You know, we're not hard selling here. We what we do at American Roots, we share your roots, but also we're sharing sharing knowledge with our listeners to make them better hunters. You know, well, yeah, we got to pay the bills. We got to sell product, but this is great content. This has been a wonderful, wonderful show to educate our listeners to be more successful in the woods, guys. Right, right. That's the idea. Yeah, and also back to these uh, back to these no, bennies. I mean, I'm going to take it from 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 the name of the product that it's not as big a camera physically as the regular Wise Eye cameras. No, it, it's a little smaller. It it, it, it only holds uh, eight batteries instead of twelve, so it is a mini. It's uh, um, it's it's a little smaller. It, it's a cute little camera. But yeah, I like that. It's, it's cute. You that, uh, yeah, that's what that's where the name came from. We picked it up. It's, this is a mini version, and we went, okay, well, that's the name of it. Um, so, uh, but, but what's making this camera so special? I mean, our big cameras produce beautiful pictures um, that send to your phone. They're, they're the clearest in the market. We, we know mm-hmm. that. Yes, I agree. Alex, let me tell you this. These pictures are three times sharper than the big No cameras. way. No way. That's going to be a <laughs> These cameras are, it took us, they've been in design for almost 18 months. They have been through different lenses. We've been putting different IR sensors or or, or different uh, uh, IR lights. So we got it right. It's taken us 18 months to get this camera right. And the lenses in this camera will just blow you away. I'll, I'll send you some pictures um, yes. uh, for you to see uh, the, the quality that these cameras produce versus the, uh, the big ones. Now, the big ones are uh, beyond anybody else's that you get. Uh, but this one here is going to set the bar very, very high. All right. Well, here's a, just a, a couple quick technical questions for you then that I'm sure everybody's going to want to know on these minis. Uh, one... Do they, uh, what's your trigger speed? Two, what is the flash range? And three, can I hook my solar panel to it so I can save myself hundreds of dollars a year? Yes. Uh, the same solar panel will hook up to them. Um, it's the same plug on the bottom of it, is, uh, and they're 12 volt, just like the big. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the, the range uh, at night is not quite 100 feet. Now, this is, this is, this is advertised, and I'll be honest with you in our testing. The, the flash range of the big ones is 100 feet. Okay. Flash range for these is less than that, but that don't mm. believe that. These things are remarkable. Um, mm. They're they're outperforming what they what they say they 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 to do. Um, and the trigger speed is just as fast as the big one. Nice. So uh, they're really remarkable little cameras. Uh, we we're very proud of this product. <laughs> very proud of this product. I, I know we're going to wrap up right here, but that it does make me think just not too many years ago, Mike and Alex, that we would get a camera that said flash range of 30 feet, and we thought we were the bomb. Oh, man. man look at oh, yeah. my camera does 30 feet. I'm the top-notch hunter out here, you know, but... Holy cow, now you're talking 100 feet. What a difference. But, folks, we're going to wrap this show up right here with that. And, uh, Harold and Daryl, thank you very much for joining us. And, again, go to our Facebook page this weekend. uh, Get the details on the contest to win yourself one of these mini cameras they were just talking about. Unbelievable. I cannot wait to get my hands on one, too. I had a a customer call me today to 
uh, he got a hold of a mini at a retailer store, and he's got it was picking up deer in the daytime at about fifty to sixty yards away from his camp. Well, I'm looking at a picture. I'm looking at a picture right now. Harold just sent me from the mini. It's a night picture, Wayne Redbone. Mm-hmm. I'm sending it to you. It's going to blow your mind. Awesome. This is, this is oh, the nighttime? Oh, yeah. This is impressive. So, so it's taken us, us about 18 months to build this camera and uh, with the internals and stuff of that nature. So uh, that's why it costs a little bit much. costs a little more than your average $149, $169 camera. But we're putting much better components in this camera than what you're getting. So... Now you're seeing now you're seeing the result that goes to your phone. This is what goes yeah. to your phone, not a Again, another reason why Wildeye is taking the outdoor industry by storm is the quality of the product. And uh, guys, again, thank you for being on the show. We're going to have you back again, and thank you for uh, believing in American roots. And uh, thank you to all of our listeners for listening to us. And hey, be sure to listen to the podcast. Give a rating as you are now. Uh, a good rating, hopefully, and go to Wise Eyes Facebook page, sign up for the group page, and also also tell them ARO sent you. We're going to pick a winner here in about two weeks on a Sunday evening who's going to win this new mini camera. Again, thank you for listening, and remember, share the outdoors with somebody you love, man. It's our heritage. It's our reach to hunt God's creation. Wayne? And like we say here at American Roots, when your roots run deep and strong... There's no reason to fear the wind.